the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Welcome to the program, and I'm not here alone, couldn't do it by myself. That's right, the big B, Brian is here, handling all of the technical stuff, the music, he's just fantastic. And hopefully you are here, and we'll call in if you have any Bible questions at all, as we continue, as always, to deal with theology, systematic theology, that is, biblical studies, uh, and also Christian apologetics. All those things welcome on this particular program. And if you want to call with any question on your mind or comment, just call us at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Great to be with you on uh, uh, this program. And uh, just to let you know that uh, we do have uh, services at uh, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. We are in a different location. We're renting a facility for a while at 205 North Main Street. That's 205 North Main Street in Clawson, Michigan. Uh, United Methodist Church has been nice enough to let us use uh, their facility on Sundays uh, and uh, also on Mondays for our Monday night Bible study, which deals with the subject of Christian apologetics. I'll be telling you more about that. But uh, right now, welcome to the program. And what I want to talk about today is a group. Okay. Before I name it, you probably will be able to identify it yourself, all right? Where this group says, Allah came to us from the holy city of Mecca, Arabia, in 1930. He used the name Wallace D. Fard, often signing it W.D. Fard, He Came Alone. What group is this? Friends, this is the Nation of Islam a group that also is a racist organization. You hardly hear about it. It seems like today in our world, the only kind of racism we can talk about is white racism. But unfortunately, racism is a human condition, and they're 
brown racist, white racist, black racist as well. And you know, I is a black racist group. Okay, they uh, that's they call themselves the Nation of Islam, but understand this. Uh, definitely they, they have nothing to do with world Islam as we know it. World Islam, as it's practiced in the Middle East, has nothing to do with the NOI. Totally separate. In fact, that is why Malcolm X left the uh, Nation of Islam when he found out that true Islam, if we can grace it with that, at least the Islamic teachings, did not embrace any racist at all. In fact, the, the, what happened with... Uh, with him, it's that he made a, Malcolm X made a trip to the Middle East, and he ran into Muslims that were white, black, brown, color didn't matter at all. He found out that everything that he was being taught uh, in the Nation of Islam by Elijah Muhammad and others was absolutely wrong. Okay, which uh, caused some difficulty for him. Okay? Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Gary's on the line. All right, our first caller. Gary, what's on your mind, friend? Uh, yes, uh, Pastor Moss, I hope you enjoyed uh, Labor Day. I did. I hope you well, enjoyed yours, too. I got a mystery. Uh, number one, I have a lot of different Bible translations, and uh, what I want uh, you to turn to is First uh, Second Kings 2, 11 through 13. Okay, Second Kings 2. Okay, Second Kings two and eleven to thirteen. So let's go to well, second. Well, well, yeah, start at, yeah, start at eleven first. Okay, so Second Kings chapter two, and you say starting at the eleventh verse. Oh no, start at the ninth. The ninth verse. So you get my thing. Okay, it says, and it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I take before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Hast thou asked a hard thing? If thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up, by a whirlwind into heaven. Yeah, very fascinating stuff when we look at this. Yeah. Any comments? Well, read on, because it, it would be exciting to the people that hear the scripture and they want to read it. Number uh, um, 12? I can read on. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My uh -huh. father, my father, the chariot of Israel and his horsemen. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. Uh -huh. He took up also the man of Elijah, that fell from him, and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the man of Elijah that fell from him. Okay, do you agree that this scripture says that Elijah went to heaven? Well, where did he go? Where do you think he went? That would be the good question for I me to I believe he went you. to heaven. You think he went to heaven? So did I. Yeah, all the translations I have from the Aramaic up through the Greek and the Latin, uh, they all agree that he went to heaven. Yep, uh, no problem with it at all, and I'm quite confident that is where he went. And I think that uh, so, the, uh, the, the also I give you pointed out, that, point that out. One scripture in uh, John, the third chapter, the 13th verse. It okay. says, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man who is in heaven. What does Jesus mean? So you're asking a question. Uh, uh, that's your question. What does Jesus mean? Scripture. 
Well, what that uh, what that does is I believe it's a mistake. Nope, I don't think it's a mistake at all, and I disagree with okay, you. And I, I would love for you to prove to me that it is. All it's saying okay. is what we hear, and of course we have a disagreement. That what this illustrates is that Jesus is God. Okay, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy okay. Spirit, even, but there's still just one God. So therefore, you'll find if you read uh, uh, John chapter five over and over again, you see if Jesus is talking okay, to the Father. Let me, you cutting me off. If Jesus is talking to the Father and the Father is talking to him, if he says, my Father said. No, I'm not talking about that one. But, no, but, all those scriptures, but all those scriptures show the same thing, right? That just as uh, uh, God okay, is omnipresent, well, I'm talking, you won't, you won't let me. Okay? But if he says, uh, uh, where God is omnipresent, the Holy Spirit is omnipresent, and so is the Father omnipresent. One God who exists as three persons, same in essence, nature, substance, different in person and in office. That's what we always talk about. But if you want to talk to me more about this, I can. I've got some other uh, folks there. I'd love to have an in-depth discussion with you on the doctrine of the Trinity. So uh, maybe, we can, maybe we can arrange that. But I've got to move on right now, Gary. Thank you very much. All right. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's talk to Lee in Garden City. How you doing, Lee? Hey, good, Pastor Moss. How are you? I had a, que- I had a question in relation to uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 15. Okay. Where Paul says that, Paul says, that which I want to do, I don't do, and that which I don't want to do, I do. Okay. All right. And so, so in, the, in, re, in relation to uh, James, the first chapter of James, where it says, let not the double-minded person think he'll receive anything from the Lord. Isn't that what Paul is doing there? Is he being double-minded? Well, let's look at that, uh, because that's an interesting uh, uh, interpretation. Over in Romans chapter 7 and at verse 14, here's what he says. Uh, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal sold under sin, okay? And I don't think he's just talking about himself here. He's talking about us in general. The law Absolutely. is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For that which I would, that do I not. For what I hate, that do I, okay? So in other words, he recognizes the fact, something that you know is true, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's all he's trying to say here that all have sinned, even after you get saved, you know. You confess your sins, and he will forgive you your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So that's what he's talking about. He goes on in verse 16, and then uh, I do that which I, which I would not. I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that it in me, that is in my flesh, and you know, that doesn't speak just for him, that speaks for all of us, dwells no sure. good thing. For to will is present with me. We want to do good, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Okay? For the good that I would do not, but the, uh, for the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. So what he talks about, this is, in other words, the bottom line is, no matter how hard we try, what the law does, it doesn't make us righteous. It just sh- sh- lets us know. There you go. You, you, you're interpreting it a- absolutely right. It shows us our need for a Savior. So by the time we get to verse 22 here, 
in Romans chapter 7. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Then verse 25, thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. In other words, Jesus is the one who solves that dilemma for us. Okay? But, but the law has a purpose, and the purpose, in fact, is uh, uh, even uh, illustrated in another verse, I think, that comes to, uh, uh, to my mind, where it says this, and uh, this is in Romans chapter 3 and verse 20. It says, For therefore, by the deeds of the law, very important verse, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. What the Mosaic law did was let us know what sin is. And once we find out what it is, it drives us to Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for those sins. So that's what we're looking at there. You, you asked a very good question. I appreciate it. Thanks, Pastor. So so I guess the question for me and every, everybody would be, so, um, does, does the Lord consider me double-minded when even though as a saved person I commit sin? Nope. He's, well, it's, what happens is the Bible is, is, is ready for that eventuality, okay? Not to say that right. that's what he wants us to do, but, you know, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, eh? Hallelujah. So, Thank you, Pastor. All right. God bless you. Appreciate that call. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Glad to be with you. As uh, Now, I've got something I'm talking about, but hey, as long as you guys are sticking to the program, <laughs> you're my special guest. That's right. This is Bible Talk. We deal with hermeneutics. We deal with apologetics. We deal with systematic theology. That's right. That's the name of the game. I've been talking about the nation of Islam and will continue to do so, but I am very, very, very interested in what is on your mind. So... Let's go to a Redford Township and talk to Nathan. How you doing, Nathan? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, the scripture I wanted you to talk about was uh, Mark 8, verse 38. Mark 8 and 38. All right, Mark. Chapter 8 and verse 38. Let's see what my friend here has for us. And so you said Mark uh, 8, 38? Something like that, yes. Okay. Uh, so we'll read into it here where it says in Mark chapter 8 and verse 37, Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Okay. What is your question about that? So, uh, can you go to chapter 9, verse 1? Uh-huh. Okay. And read that, please. I sure will. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some that stands here which shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of God. Yep, that's what he said. There are some... So, only... Uh -huh. Yeah, you got it. Okay, so what's your So, name? not only did... Not only was he put to death, but all of his so-called disciples 
died and the kingdom of God did not come. Well, that's one way of looking at it. There is another interpretation that most scholars give to this, though. Uh, so definitely uh, the, uh, what you mentioned, some have brought that up. But if we look at it here again in 9, and he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here, which shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. Okay? That's what he said. Then right after this, notice what happens. The transfiguration. And so at verse uh, 2, and after six days... Wait, 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 let me finish at least. Let me finish okay, at least. Finish. I'll let you comment. No problem. I'll let you comment. And after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John. And it seems almost to just flow from that. And after six days, Jesus takes with him Peter and James and John and leads them up into a high mountain apart for themselves. And he was transfigured before them. All right? And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, uh, as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto them Elijah and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said, Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us build thee a tabernacle, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elijah. So it seems here that some are saying that this is what he did. He displayed himself in all of his glory before them. And that is what he was talking about in this text. Well, sir, the, everyone's looking for the kingdom of the Most High to come. It did not come when he went up on the mount. Everybody knows that because when the kingdom of God comes, the Most High is going to be ruler over all the earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you're right. He will be. But here what it says is he displayed his glory in a way he never had glory before. Glory is not the kingdom, sir. Well, yeah, the kingdom is a glorious kingdom. You better believe it. That's about the only way, no, sir. No, but the kingdom was not him displaying himself, the kingdom of God, which is the end of all well, things. That, but that's not—I get you. I understand that. But all I'm saying is uh, I don't believe that that's the interpretation here. Notice in verse 2 it says— and after six days, Jesus takes with him Peter and James and John, leads them up into a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his raiment became shining, exceedingly white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. And then there appeared unto them Elijah and Moses, uh, and they were talking with Jesus. So that is what uh, I believe he was talking about when he said, uh, what he said. They'd see the kingdom of God coming with power. That didn't mean that, uh, you know, the kingdom was going to be set up at that time and this, but just that they would see him in all of his glory before them. So that's what I have. You have a different inter interpretation. It's all right. But Yours that's what I believe it means. Scripture. Yours is not based on Scripture. Well, well, unfortunately, it's not based on Scripture as far as you're concerned, but I already already gave the Scripture that I think it's based on, and I thank you for your call. All right, number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Take a break. Be right back.
considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver? Listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They are so passionate about teaching people how to own physical gold and silver. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal National bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium, go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener in square and use the promo code run to win you will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the giza dreams bed sheets the my pillow mattress topper and my pillow towel sets or call 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 and use the promo code run to win at checkout for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com there are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news one has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss is back with more next. Pastor Faith Talk Detroit invites you and a guest to a special performance by the Detroit Youth Choir presented by Rick Young Insurance and Dedicated Senior Medical Center. All pastors and ministry leaders are welcome to attend. Join us for an evening of appreciation with music from the Detroit Youth Choir on Friday, September 23rd at the Durfee Innovative Society in Detroit. Admission is absolutely free, but you must RSVP and space is limited. Go to faithtalkdetroit.com to reserve your seat. That's faithtalkdetroit.com. We are one in the spirit, we are one in the Lord, and we pray that all unity may one day be restored, and they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love, they will know we are Christians by That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And we have two guests here, Bill and then Gene. We're going to go to Bill first in Oakland Township. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, Pastor Moss. How are you? Real good. Thanks for calling. 
Hey, I've got two scriptures I wanted to share with you regarding uh, Gary's comment earlier uh, regarding Elijah going to heaven. Uh huh. Okay, we've got Second Chronicles twenty three through fifteen. Um, well, there's a bad echo. I can hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, in Second Chronicles twenty three fifteen we see that Elijah wrote a letter approximately 10 years after the whirlwind. The scholars say that the whirlwind happened around 849 B.C., and Jehoshaphat died around 845 B.C. So Elijah was still on the earth. He was just relocated, according to this, because, uh, because he wrote a letter to the new king. And we, so we see that. Plus, we also have the scripture in Hebrew eleven thirteen and thirty nine through forty that it says that the uh, it clearly says that Abraham, as long as as well as all the other Old Testament saints, had not yet received the promises that were given to to them by God. So there's two scriptures there that show us that uh, that show us that he did not go to uh, to heaven. That who didn't go to heaven? That Elijah didn't. He just went to the. He was the whirlwind took him through just the sky. We've got the three different levels of heaven. He didn't go all the way up to heaven. Well, how do we know that he didn't go all the way up to heaven, though? Because Hebrews eleven thirteen and thirty nine through forty says that he didn't, and well, we know because well, he wrote a letter ten years after the whirlwind. So obviously he well, wasn't in heaven because no, he wrote a letter. But what happens as a prophet of God, he could have did it before. That's a real well, possibility is, there. Well, and, this is he wrote a letter to a new king who wasn't the king at the time. Uh-huh, that's what and prophets do. And then it's, 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 you know, concealed until it's time for it to come out. God used these well, prophets ha- in some amazing ways. And if you'll we look have at, to read Second Chronicles 23. I, I have. It's not read that way. Yeah, I, I have. But but that's what that's what God you know, is it, about. Yeah, it, uh, time is something that he can use the way he wishes. And over in Second Kings, what you're looking at here, it, uh, where it says in, uh, in chapter 2, yeah, Second Kings chapter 2 and verse 9, And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee uh, that a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken away from thee, it shall, be, uh, it shall be so unto thee. For if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more, and he took hold on his clothes and rent him in two pieces. So uh, it says he went up on a whirlwind into heaven. Now, you're right. There are three heavens talked about in the Bible. First is the upper atmosphere where the clouds are. That's uh, designated as the first heaven in Scripture. Uh, then, of course, the uh, second heaven would be outer space, right, where the sun, moon, and the stars are. The third heaven would be where God's throne actually is. So when it says into okay. heaven... I believe that no doubt uh, that Elijah went up into the third heaven, and he was uh, uh, just like uh, uh, Enoch, and this was similar to like a, a rapture event. 
Yeah, but but even Enoch is mentioned. That's contradicting Hebrew. Hebrew 11 says that they did not receive the things that were promised to them, that only together with us would they be made perfect. So well, they were waiting. It contradicts, wait a minute, you said it, it, it contradicts Hebrews 11? Yeah, because you're saying that they already that they received what was promised to them of going to heaven. And yet Hebrews 11 says that both Enoch and Abraham and all of them did not receive the things promised to them. Well, uh, show me that, because I'm in Hebrews chapter 11. Right. Uh, number 13. And, and, and verse 13? Is, is, is the first part of it. And then the, the second part of it is 39 through 40. 39. I won't make you read the whole thing, but it's <laughs> yeah, late. That's a lot. 39 through uh, 40, where it's, oh, I see where you're, where you're coming from here, where it says, it talks about uh, uh, these heroes of the faith, right? Starting at verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of the lions, quenched, uh, quenched the uh, violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Wow, it talks about, it doesn't give names, but it's like it's going over all of these heroes of the faith. Women received well, their dead. Well, 11 giving names, though. Well, yeah, it, it gives, does. yeah, at 11, uh, where it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. So it does give a, a, a lot of names there, but it doesn't say, it gives, uh, but it doesn't say, uh, I don't see anything which would cancel uh, Elijah uh, being taken up by the whirlwind into heaven. That might, well, read 13. Okay. Read, read 13, 11, 13. 11, 13, okay, where it says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Right. So it talks about uh, uh, all of these, right? But where does it say uh, anything about now, it? Now, now jump down to 39 and just read 39 and 40. Okay, 39 and 40. All right, yes. where it says, and these all have obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Yeah. So all this tells us is that, uh, that concerning these heroes here, God provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Yeah. So in other words, even though they went, uh, were were taken. In other words, that has nothing to do with uh, uh, Elijah being taken into heaven. Uh, still, uh, even in heaven, he's with the Lord, and uh, so it doesn't mean that you know. It, in other words, still the complete uh, glory has not been received by anyone until we're in the new heavens and the new earth. Just going to heaven alone. Remember, ultimately, when we're in what God has designed for us in Revelation chapter twenty-one and chapter twenty-two. There's going to be a new heavens and a new earth. So even those who are in heaven now have not received everything they're going to receive. That's but John, but, but John 3.13, Jesus said no one's gone to heaven. And, and John 3.13? said Yeah, Jesus said no one has gone to heaven. John 3.13. Let's get over here and look at it and see if, it's, if it says this. You do, you're doing a good job with those scriptures. It's good that you can identify what you're doing. <laughs> hey, I love says, this program. Yeah, where it says, uh, Jesus says, I have told you, and this is in uh, John 3 and 12, if I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. 
Now, what he said is, no man ascended up into heaven. And he's exactly right. No man ascended up into heaven unless God brought them there. They didn't ascend up. Yeah. So, so that doesn't got to be scripture at all. He was contradicting Nicodemus in that scripture because Nicodemus believed that when you died, you went to heaven. And Jesus was correcting him. He was saying no one has gone to heaven. Just, just like in well, Acts where, where does it say in where does it say that at you in in, uh, in John chapter three? Where does it say that concerning Nicodemus? Because I read it at verse one. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Uh, uh, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. No man can do these miracles that thou doest except thou, except God be with him. So you're saying that this says what? Well, I was saying that John 3 is the meeting where Nicodemus has a meeting with Jesus. Okay. And and the belief of the day was it was a Greek myth that when we died, um, it was no longer rest in peace. It was now you immediately are being going to heaven or to well, hell. I'm here to tell you and, that the, the biblical revelation has nothing to do with Greek mythology. But here in verse 3 of uh, John chapter 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be, uh, be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So all he's telling him is, that basically you must be born again, and he gives the salvation message. Here is John in John chapter 3. Okay, So I, I think it's not as complicated as all the uh, aspects you give to it. This is basically, this was talking about salvation. All right. I, okay, I can well, dig into it deeper. Well, but, keep, uh, keep on we going deep. Time. I'm with you. Keep on going deep, my friend. If you leave your number uh, with uh, uh, Brian, I'll call you. We can talk. Oh, more. I would love that. Do that. I would love that. Yeah. I would sure do that. I'll stay on the line. Okay. Uh, thank you. The number to call area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Man, do we have callers today. We're going to go to Jean in Crosswell. How you doing? Real, real good, uh, Pastor Moss. I just want to thank you and Daryl for what a wonderful thing you do for the people of Southeastern Michigan and God bless you guys and your programs. And, um, I'm, um, that, that was astounding. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, with, with that gentleman. Um, but I, I agree with you. Uh, number one, uh, God is sovereign. He can do anything he wants, whether we understand it or not. Okay. Right. And, um, so, uh, but um, about that nation of Islam, I know when I first heard that, I was confused, as I think most people are, especially the first time they hear it. And we have to remember that even though Satan is the great deceiver, he's also the great counterfeiter. And he, uh, he loves to use counterfeit uh, things like the name there to confuse people, especially uh, you take someone like Louis Farrakhan, who is obviously deceived and um, given given to deception and passing it passing it on uh, to all the the young people, especially the young black men who would uh, be be searching 
for the truth, and instead they're given a deception because of the counterfeit name uh, of Nation of Islam that implies that it's Islamic, okay? And uh, you and I uh, and people that have delved into the truth of that know what a farce that is. Yeah, uh, you're like, right. And I appreciate your, your comments and what I've said. Well, what you said is exactly right. In fact, uh, that's what happened with uh, uh, Malcolm X when he had uh, right. joined them. And when he found out what true Islam is, if we can grace it with that, at least it was you know Islam that they really practice it, he right. figured out that there was no racism. He said he met Islam, yep. Islamic folks who were brown, white, yellow. And so that's what caught, yes. caught this whole idea of the white man being the devil had nothing to do with world Islam. Now, in other words, right. you and I know they've got some problems, but that's not, uh, that's not one of them. Uh, and then exactly. some of the things that are said by the Nation of Islam uh, are just absolutely fantastically wrong. Where exactly. Instance, they say that God is not eternal. He lives and dies. What kind of a yep. God is that? And that shows, right. that shows an absolute uh, uh, un, uh, appreciation for the Bible because all you exactly. got to do is a number of scriptures in Isaiah 44 and 6. It's very clear where the Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am first, I am last, and beside me there is no God. So, amen and amen. So and uh, it, it just shows that the, uh, the, the young people especially of this time need to be in fervent prayer when they delve into this subject before they make the big mistake of getting embroiled in that in something that is definitely of the devil. Well, you're right. And what happens is churches need to start teaching more apologetics. Exactly. So that the faith can be defended. That's what we do in our, yes. our Monday night Bible study at Strictly Biblical, where we give out material and everything for those who are want to be a part of it, uh, and all they want, if they, if anyone wants to come, they can uh, right. uh, call it uh, this number, area code 586-260-0625, and another thing, uh, I'd like to be very helpful, if there are any uh, churches, anybody who's listening uh, to this uh, program today, and you'd like for me to come and make presentations on apologetics with handouts, I have handouts I can give you, just give a call to area code 586 586- Two six zero zero six two five. That's five eight six two six zero zero six two five. Don't worry about any set fee. I don't have one. Just the uh, free will giving of the people. But I would be glad to help in any way with the uh, subject of apologetics. Thank you for calling, brother. Thank you, Mark. Pastor Moss. All right. God bless you. Wow, we got callers uh, waiting. Uh, do we keep going? Break. It's time for a break. Brian is the boss. We'll be right back. with yourself? Tuesday on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg reminds us. It is distinctly possible to be self-deceived. And to be self-deceived in the issue of faith is of eternal significance. 
Find out more Tuesday on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. FM 92.7, AM 1500, the mobile app or on the web. We're all the same great Faith Talk Detroit. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener in square and use the promo code RUN to win. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, and use the promo code RUN to win at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss is back with more next. What if you could unpack once and wake up in a new breathtaking destination every morning? Join Alistair Begg on a Mediterranean cruise August 26th to September 4th, 2023. Along with teachings from God's Word, you'll experience the Creator's handiwork in the never-ending vistas of the Mediterranean before stepping into picturesque villages and iconic cities in Italy, Malta, Greece, Croatia, and more. Enjoy gorgeous blue seas while exploring iconic biblical destinations where Paul preached the gospel. Off the ship, immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. Combine this with daily teaching and friendly fellowship. You won't want to miss this trip of a lifetime. Call 855-565-5519 to join or visit DeeperFaithCruise.com. You're listening to FM 92.7 and AM 1500 WLQV Faith Talk Detroit in Odyssey Station. All right, back with you. A lot of callers today, and that is a blessing. Uh, we've got uh, three folks on the line. Uh, you guys hang on. We go to Jamie first. How you doing, Jamie? I'm fine, Pastor Moss. Can you hear me? I sure can. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm actually outside. I was listening to your program. Um, I wanted to try to, I know that everybody's been sort of responding to Gary, but I wanted to kind of give my kind of interpretation or what I've read as far as John chapter 13 relates to Second Kings. Okay. And it seems to me that, that you know, context obviously is important. And Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. And it seems like the gist of um, verse 13 is that basically, you know, none of your earthly fathers can really teach you about heaven because none of them have actually been there. 
So he's basically saying, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm giving you uh, what I know. Um, I'm the one that has seen the father and I'm going to reveal him. Um, I don't think that he's not teaching that no one has ever gone to heaven before. I don't think Jesus is teaching that because we know the Old Testament saints have gone to heaven or paradise when they die. You know? Absolutely. Twelve, Enoch. Um, mm-hmm. I think rather he was teaching that of all the rabbis, he had the best credentials because he actually came from heaven. So I, I don't know if, if, if you would say, so I don't think that, that John chapter 3 and Second Kings are a contradiction at all. Well, you're absolutely right. They're not. They're not. And what happens is that uh, Jesus is just laying down the uh, uh, how to get saved uh, and to go to heaven. In fact, really, uh, always uh, you had to believe in uh, what the Bible says, you had to believe in the Messiah, and the Old Testament saints believed, looking forward to the Messiah to come. Okay, that's what ba- their salvation is based upon. The church looks back at what he did on the cross and promised he would do. Uh, so, yeah, you, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah, really, no problem there at all uh, with our understanding of uh, of, of, uh, of, of of heaven, and uh, definitely we have some very interesting uh, occurrences with Enoch and with Elijah, who both went to heaven and uh, did not know physical death. Okay, and similar, very similar to what we uh, look at when we look at the rapture. So, yeah, we're on the same page, Jamie. All right, okay. All right, thank you. a good you. <laughs> Thank you very much. God All bless right, you. All right. Thank you. See you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we've got uh, two other callers. Uh, Angelo, don't go anywhere. Got to go to Lucinda. How you doing, Lucinda? I am good. How are you doing? Just great. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. So so my question comes from Zechariah uh-huh. uh, 12 and 10. Zechariah 12 and 10. Yes. Where it says, I will pour upon the house of David and upon the, ha- the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. So here's my question. My understanding is that this would be a Jesus uh, physical return, right? You are absolutely okay. 100% right. Exactly. Okay. So, exactly. so my and, question Yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So my question is, I want to key in on as one mourned for his only son, and shall be in bitterness. Is this a level of mourning and bitterness because these people he's referring to are Jews that rejected him, or is it just generally a people, just generally people who rejected Christ? Well, it would be uh, all included in that. But notice, you have found a very profound prophetic verse. And here, Zechariah is sounding like Daniel or John. You know, all the prophets uh, uh, talked about the Messiah. That's what most, uh, a lot of folks don't realize, is that uh, the prophets, I mean, there are over 68 prophecies concerning the Messiah coming uh, with the prophets, the major and the minor ones. But here, it's fascinating, where literally what it says, first of all, we get into Armageddon, right? At Zechariah 12 and 9, and it shall come Mm -hmm. to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all nations that come against Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Hey, that just like Revelation 19. This is talking Mm -hmm. about Armageddon. Then, 
verse 10, And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplications, and they shall look on me whom they have pierced. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here, Zechariah is seeing down the tunnel of time, and he's looking at Jesus dying on the cross. Okay. Amazing. Mm -hmm. They shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and shall mm -hmm. be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitter for his firstborn. So all he's saying is, uh, just as God the Father uh, did something that it saddened him, it would sadden others as well. Yeah, that was quite a sacrifice, to sacrifice his son. So yeah, you're, uh, uh, you're right. In looking at these scriptures, you've got a good handle on them. Uh, well, see, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Enjoying, enjoying uh, the program. I like all the questions. When people ask questions and make points, I'm just listening. I'm learning more. So thank you, audience. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, it's good. We've got some good callers. All yes. right. All right, thank you, Pastor. All right. All right, Ben, okay. thank you, thank you. Now we're going to uh, Angelo in Detroit. Hello, Angelo. Hello, Pastor Boss. How you doing? Pretty good. How's my favorite pastor doing? Oh, I like to hear that. I'm doing. I'm doing great. You can say that all day. Let me take recording so I'm, I can play it for my wife to hear. <laughs> I miss you because uh, I'm in Southwest Detroit, and I got to get a car so I can get out there and fellowship with you. Oh well, we'd love to see you. Yeah, I miss you guys on Grand River there. Yeah, that's where we used to be. Yeah. Uh, I just had a question uh, about. Nation of Islam. Okay. You know, my my heart goes out to the people that get caught up in stuff like that. And uh, I was downtown and I seen that the uh, Hebrew Israelites now are calling themselves the Nation of Israel, too. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, using some of the same kind of techniques. Uh huh. You're right. But the, the latest thing that just kind of blew my mind, and, you know, and I tried not to, to, uh, learn any of their teachings you know, <laughs> or hear them and the latest one is 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 now they're they're rejecting the old testament as being literal they're saying that the old testament is happening now so everything to them was metaphors and and types and figures and then they make their leaders moses and different people and stuff and and it's it, it's like their leading their leadership is leading them into a terrible kind of mental illness. Well, you're right, but you can't be led unless you want to follow, and that's the unfortunate thing. Uh, that un unfortunately, there's some people who care so much about their racial identity that they uh, use that to color everything that they're looking at where it doesn't belong. There's no mention of any black Hebrew Israelites uh, and the status that they give it in the New Testament. All that is exalted in the New Testament and the Old as well. There's over 68 prophecies that Jesus fulfilled when he was on the cross. Uh, so the focus is on the Messiah, okay, the biblical Messiah. And all you have to do to inherit eternal life is believe in him. Uh, you don't have to become a black Hebrew Israelite. And it's easy, actually, to refute it. But what happens is that when people don't want to hear the truth, they don't care what you say. But you're exactly right. And Nation of Islam is pretty, pretty bad. It's amazing to think, for them to say, God is not eternal. He lives and dies. My goodness, what kind of God is that? In Isaiah chapter 57, verse 15, 
God describes himself as the one who inhabits eternity. Okay? He is Alpha and Omega. He's the first and the last. Isaiah 44 and 6 uh, paints him the same way. So all we really have to do is show people where we're coming from in the Bible, and that's it. Uh, and if they can't support what they believe in the Bible, then that's because, no doubt, it is false. Yeah. But uh, So I appreciate your call, my friend. Thank you, Pastor. All right. Call any time. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. It seems as though we're living in an upside-down culture where right is wrong and wrong is right. This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie brings good instruction on reaching this mixed-up culture with the straight-up gospel of Jesus Christ. Important insight this week on A New Beginning. Tune in mornings at 10 on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. This is Luke Hammett. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike Lindell has just announced that our listeners will receive one of his books, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, absolutely free with any purchase using the promo code Luke. It's a great time to buy his warm and wonderful My Slippers. They are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. They're made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time only, Mike Lindell is offering 50% off on all My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code LUKE. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including some overstock products such as individual towels, blankets, comforters, and so much more. Call 800-861-6525 and use the promo code LUKE. That's 800-861-6525 and use the promo code LUKE at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss is back with more next. The final words of Revelation are full of expectation and hope. And that's our study text this week on A New Beginning. Pastor Greg Laurie helps us close out our Revelation studies with a clear view of what our response should be. Don't miss these important studies this week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Tune in mornings at 10 on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. 
That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Even though we probably don't have enough time to um, <laughs> to have a, a, a too much left in terms of uh, getting guests in, but we are going to get Michael in from Pontiac if we can. How you doing, Michael? How you doing, Pastor Moss? How are you doing tonight? Just great, just great. What is on your mind? Can you hear? Can you hear me? Okay. I sure can, loud and clear. Oh, good, good. Uh, what happens after the thousand-year reign while we're here? What happens after when we come back and reign with Christ? Uh huh. So, what happens after the millennium? Yes. Where, where do we go? Do we go back to the new heaven and earth, or how does that work? Well, there you go. You answered your own question. You did a good job about it, right? Oh. What happens is after the 1,000-year millennium, uh, then, and that's Revelation chapter 20, in chapter 21, and I saw a new heavens and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first Mm -hmm. earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. So here now, we're talking about the new heavens and the new earth. Somebody said, well, why is the sea removed? The reason why the waters Mm -hmm. are removed is because of the fact that waters are things of the sea separates huma- humanity, right? That's what divides us. Okay. So what God is going to do is there will be no more sea. Not to say there won't be water anymore, but there won't be any seas right. dividing us, right? So what happens okay. is uh, after the 1,000-year millennium, we'd have to go through the, the whole chapter, which we will uh, uh, sometime on this program. But what happens after okay. the 1,000-year millennium, then we go into the new heavens and the new earth. And the, then okay. what happens is heaven and earth both are Put together, Earth will be a part of heaven at that time. So hopefully that's okay. helpful, brother. And what about yes? And what about Gog and Magog? When does that come in? I tell you what, we can talk about it, friends. We will, but we can't do it today. Tomorrow, Gog and Magog will be on the list. We thank you for calling. God bless you, everybody. Bible talk. We'll see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. In those days, ten men from all the nations will take hold of the garment of a Jew and say, We want to go with you, for we know that God is with you. Join Messianic Jewish evangelist Rabbi Kurt Schneider as he shares authentic teaching from the Old and New Testaments, unfolding revelation today for your brighter tomorrow on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Right here on Faith Talk Detroit, weekday mornings at 1130. You're listening to FM. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.